Thanks for tuning in to the Direct Access to Oxford Physical Therapy podcast, where we talk about your body, how it moves, and empowering you with the knowledge to manage and treat your pain or discomfort. You will also get an exclusive behind-the-scenes look at a successful private practice. You have the questions, and we have the answers. Now let's get moving. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Direct Access to Oxford Physical Therapy podcast. I'm your host, Matt. And Allie's here. And today we have another special guest for you. We have our HR, Alisa Fetters. How are you doing, Alisa? Doing great. Good. Welcome, welcome. So, you know, one of our missions here on the Direct Access to Oxford Physical Therapy podcast is not only to explain direct access, but to give you, the listener, that behind-the-scenes peek at what it's like to be a part of a professional physical therapy, outpatient, private practice, and, um, you know, kind of some of the behind the scenes. We're going to lift the veil today on HR and uh, involve Elisa in that discussion. So. Yeah, we can't be the great company that we are without you, so we're Aww. happy to get you on Thank here. you. <laughs> well, thanks for inviting me. Elisa is one of our biggest fans, and yes, uh, she is I so am. integral to what we do on a daily basis, and um, I, I, I can't say enough good things about the help that she gives us, but um, before we go too far, I'm going to let her tell a little bit about herself and her company because she's actually not an Oxford employee, but she does work significantly uh, for us. So, right. Yeah. So I actually work for a strategic HR. We're an outsourced HR company um, and we do a lot of, you know, general HR type work. Um, for companies like you guys that don't actually have an internal HR department or designated HR professional. Um, We also do recruitment as well. And I've been with them about, gosh, seven years and was a contractor. And then um, Robin Throckmorton, who owns the company, asked me to be an employee. And um, one of the first companies that she mentioned to me was Oxford Physical Therapy and I was like jumping up and down saying yes 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 (laughs) I will take them I know them um, because I had been a patient there and and living in Mason and been at the Mason facility here at the clinic and so I I I have a very unique perspective from that standpoint I didn't know that that's actually awesome yeah so (laughs) I actually knew some of the clinicians and and so I was like I totally want to get involved with them so yeah so I've been working with you guys now for gosh I lose track of time like five and a half years yeah um so yeah, so it's it's been kind of a crazy ride, as Matt knows, <laughs> but it's been good. Yeah. yeah. So let's uh, let's peel back that onion just a little bit. So as a patient, um, you you know you didn't uh, turn the other way and want to run. You wanted to be more involved. So uh, give us a little insight into your patient experience and um, you know just kind of what that was like. Yeah. So. So honestly, like the first time I was here, um, I had never had any kind of major health issue before, but I had big time shoulder surgery. And I was like day after post-op, like most people did not want to be there. I didn't want to be hurt. Um, And actually Rob Schwab was my (laughs) my clinician. And I'm like, okay, just don't hurt me. Um, But honestly, it was the best experience. And Rob will tell you this, that at the end, um, I didn't want to leave. Aww. You know, you guys give me a little t-shirt that says oh, yeah. like, you're done. I'm like, no, just, <laughs> but it was so quick and it was awesome. And the people were great. Um, my recovery, like what my, my surgeon had told me, um, as far as recovery time and getting back to things. Cause I have five kids 
And I needed, not just with work, but with my home life, to be able to do the everyday stuff. Right. Elisa's super mom, for yeah. those that really don't know. So. Um, and, uh, but it, I, like, beat all of that, that timing. Yeah. I mean, I really did. And so I'm like, the people were awesome. It felt like a family. I got to know even some of the patients just seeing them. Um, so it was, it was just that vibe. Um, and then along the way, sadly, I've been here tw- two other times just for myself with other <laughs> surgeries, but that's a whole other story. Um, but every time I, I had, you know, I met with other clinicians, um, my kids, because I have so many kids here in the Mason School District, they're athletes. Okay. Um, and um, different times, you know, they had shoulder surgeries, mm-hmm. different things going on with them and the football and lacrosse and so forth. And every single time um, they were great. Um, you know, back to the, as a parent of a, a, a student athlete, just from that perspective too, you want them to get, you want them to be taken care of, but you want them to be able to get back to doing what they love to do. Right. Um, and I just, for every instance, and I couldn't, I'd be here all morning with you guys <laughs> telling you about all the different <laughs> cases of my kids, but every single time that's what that's what you guys did Aww. yeah so um i'm always i'm always re- telling my friends like go to oxford yeah. because really just just for the the student athlete or someone older like me <laughs> it doesn't from as far as like the age range it could be anybody and i feel like you get that same kind of treatment that's awesome it's well, a that's real family affair yes <laughs> great words great words thank you yeah. and um so kind of digging in a little bit to the professional relationship here with oxford um, you know, as many of the listeners know, you guys have met um, all of the owners at this point and spoken to us and the partners. And, um, you know, we are small business, so any of us are willing to pitch in and roll up our shirt sleeves and do whatever we have to do. Um, but certainly uh, back to the days before we had um, Elisa and Strategic HR as partners, um, I can remember just the fury of activity um, in a small business sometimes you know, it's like ebbs and flows. There'll be a day when nothing happens. And then there's a day when everything happens. And, um, Elisa, just give the listeners a little bit of an insight into kind of some of the things that you help us with, um, as our outside HR consultant. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, you know, originally when I first started here, the big thing was we need you to do payroll. I'm like, (laughs) okay, I can do that. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it blossomed from that to let's make sure of course that everything uh, you guys are legally compliant. So, Mm -hmm. so that's a big piece of what I started out doing and making sure that, um, in case you were ever audited and of course you guys were already doing a great job. So I did all of that. Um, but then, you know, the, the longer that I was with you, I started forming relationships with the managers and, the, you know, all the leaders as well as the employees. I, I helped with um, uh, onboarding. So I get to know the people from the very beginning mm-hmm. um, and working and partnering with all of the managers as well. Um, so I did a lot of that. Um, any kind of, um, I guess it became more of a strategic partner with you mm-hmm. guys as well mm-hmm. versus just um, paperwork type stuff, if that makes sure. sense, because I got to know the business. I got to know the people and would, would help wherever I could. Um, and, you know, it, 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 it just kind of blossomed, I think, from there where I would attend, sometimes attend the team meetings there with mm-hmm. the clinicians so I, I, at their location. So I would get to know really kind of the nuts and bolts of what's going on. Um, if people had concerns or questions, they could they could come to me, um, and 
um, you know, over the years, there's just been, it, it, you know, I kind of was reflecting on my drive here. I'm like, gosh, you know, so much has happened. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been exciting. And, and um, you know, my main my main purpose is to 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 partner with you be a, be a strategic partner mm-hmm. you guys are doing great but i want to do whatever i can first of all first and foremost to make sure that everything's compliant right. and legal and all of that which you guys always are but um but also just you know if i have other ideas things that i see going on um the beauty of the fact that i do work for strategic hr i can tap into my you know colleagues uh, as well that's awesome yeah so that's a lot i feel like she was good at a little bit of things and then they just kept asking her to do more and more and then why don't you come part of the team (laughs) i think the strength is um you know from my standpoint is as the relationship has grown and elisa knows so much more about our business she has great perspective um, you know, as an example, like even just recently in the last few days, we're modifying our 2021 uh, bonus program. And, uh, you know, obviously, Elisa's not involved in the nuts and bolts of the specifics, but I did throw it to her and just say, give me some feedback on this. And, you know, she's great at being able to have a real good pulse of the employees. And I would say us being PT owned and operated um, gives us a unique feel for you know, what the clinics are like and what the patients need and what our clinicians need. Um, But I will say that, you know, we are very committed to our staff and to our employees and trying to do everything possible we can to make it a great place to work and a great place to be. And um, I really appreciate Elisa's perspective um, that she brings from outside. And I think it's a real value that would be lost if we had internal HR, because then we don't have any of the outside perspective. Um, You know, and often I'll, I'll ask her, hey, what are other clients doing, you know, in, in healthcare or what are just other companies looking at with this? And um, it's really, really valuable to have that to be able to use to help our company grow and as we grow. Good. Yeah. <laughs> so over the last five and a half years, um, I, I think of some of the biggest projects and I remember, um, you know, kind of our merger with sports yeah. therapy. Um, there were a lot of hours and, um, you know, things involved in that. Um, give us a little bit of your perspective through that process. Yeah, so that was a big one. Um, gosh, it's almost three years ago now, which is yeah. crazy to me. Time flies. Um, but that was a flurry of <laughs> of events um, to, to make that happen. Yeah, it really nice was. <laughs> um, and fortunately, I had been through that in my prior life in the private world, pre pre consulting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so I had a little bit of experience. But every every merger and acquisition is unique, of course, because you're dealing with people. And the biggest piece for me, whenever you're approaching something like that, is to remember that these are people's lives. And on both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I wanted to, to constantly talk to the leaders of the organization um, and remind them that this is, you know, look at the culture. We're meshing two totally different companies. Yes, you're in the same industry, but they're coming from different places. Um, and it's scary. So, you know, anytime there's change, is scary for everyone involved. So it's the communication piece. I think mm-hmm. that was the biggest thing for me was just to, to try to to um, communicate in a way that there was some compassion, but also be transparent as well, mm-hmm. um, that this is how it's going to be, because there were some tough things, you know, sure. uh, some changes. But at the same time, um, 
you know, there was uh, from, I guess, looking at it on the, the other side of it, there was, we had to make offers to people and tracking everything and make, you know, accessing all the information from the other company and trying to, to compare, you know, what they had had to what they will have now and communicating that and just all of the, um, I guess, the, the, behind the scenes stuff that goes on sure. that a lot of people don't even think of prior that needs to happen. Um, so it was a lot. I think, um, I think it, it went as, in my opinion, I thought it went as well as it possibly could have. We were working on a, a fairly short time frame. Sure. Um, and, um, it was, you know, trying, you know, new, new, the other company had new, uh, locations, mm-hmm. Uh, they also brought with them a new kind of niche uh, business um, too. And it was like, I was like, what is this? You know, trying to figure that out. So I think it was, it was exciting, but it was a lot. Um, So that, uh, I hope that explains a little bit. No, I think it does. And, um, you know, I just, uh, looking back, like I said, over the, your time with us, that one really, really, really stuck out to me. Um, I guess the other one of most recent events and, um, and still obviously dealing with this, but the pandemic and, and COVID and, you know, um, coming up on the one year anniversary, um, you know, of, of having to shut down. Um, I remember some, you know, pretty, uh, involved, uh, phone calls and meetings and, um, you know, we've given our listeners a little bit of a uh, snapshot from our perspective into it. But, you know, give us your uh, impression and kind of how that was and take us back to that time frame from your standpoint. Um, <laughs> so if you ask if you ask any HR professional, like it, it's it's the last year seems like 10 years as far as just the amount of changes, you mm-hmm. know, trying to stay on top of all the legalities, yeah. what I mean, it was crazy. Yeah, you guys are sending out, like, legal papers or, like, yeah. notices and, every day. Every and, week. again, I will say um, kind of a little shout-out to my company. Right. But but for me personally, having the colleagues that I have, I mean, we would get together. We would talk virtually three times a week at least, sometimes more, where we were just, like, updating each other. What have you learned? What do you know? Um, so to help our clients. Right. Um, because things were changing, it seems daily at least, mm-hmm. um, and making sure that what we were sharing with you was accurate information. So, um, it, again, it was that was the first piece was just like, whoa, what's happening? Um, let's make heads or tails of all this. And then, you know, I was trying to protect the company as well um, because it was just so much was going on. Um, as far as with the employees, I mean. <sighs> You know, I it, it was a tough time. Right. That was very, very difficult. Um, you know, again, I was I was reaching out to many employees individually. Um, you know, we put out mass communications, but there was a lot of t- a lot of phone calls, a lot of emails because I know these people, and it's it was scary. Right. It well, still I think is. that's the um, you know that's what I see is um, through your involvement and. And having someone dedicated to HR is uh, we can offer a lot of compassion and, and personal connection, um, whereas, you know, we may not have the time to be able to handle that as well as we were able to with your support. And I would think um, a company of our size, um, you know, we're not huge. So it's and to a potential speaking now to a potential maybe future employee, or I know we have many students that tune into our podcast. I think that's an advantage that we can offer is that, you know, 
we have uh, around about a hundred people mm-hmm. and I would say uh, Elisa knows everyone's name and where they work and things about them personally and ways to help them through situations as, as well as us as ownership does as well. But, um, you know, you're not going to find that at maybe a larger corporate company or, or hospital system where you might get lost and just be kind of a number. And I think in a smaller company, you know, when back in the day when we were too small to be able to have um, HR support, it was difficult as well, you know, because we had so many other things going on to try to keep the business going. So I feel like we're in a really great place of being mid-sized where we can offer that level of support to our employees, um, you know, but not too big where they get lost in the shuffle. No, and I think that's a really good point. And, and again, just, you know, it's been a really hard year, but, you know, Oxford, you know, for just as an example, I mean, they have a separate employee assistance program that they pl- they pay for for all the employees and you know it was I, I'm just using that as an example but during that time you know it was something where we would try to share that information and people were taking advantage of that maybe not for themselves but for their loved ones and so it was you know there's just a lot of different things that I think uh, definitely the Oxford does that I don't see because I do have other clients they, they're not doing for, for in healthcare, they're not doing that for their employees. So yeah, and I think that um, you know it's our commitment, knowing that we do specialize in physical therapy, mm-hmm. and that's all we do. And we really want our staff to be in a great position, physically and mentally, and you know really well um, balanced and and feel great every day because they're not able to help their patients if they're not in a great place. So right, um, I think you're a, a tremendous resource to help make that happen. Absolutely. Speak a little bit, just kind of, um, again, because we do have a lot of students that might tune in. Um, what does it look like from a new hire standpoint? Uh, and this would be like a new clinician, say a new PT, um, you know, kind of give just a little window into maybe what that looks like for someone. So we do, um, we have an entire onboarding program. And again, I give a little shout out because I to you guys, because I don't typically see this. Um, but it's very structured. Um, once, you know, it's not like we just throw you to the wolves. Um, there is um, a, a very detailed orientation program. You know, of course, I would meet with the new person, but but then as well, there are the different key people, leadership team in the company so that they really learn about the company. Um, and And during that process, of course, the, the people are learning about this new this new hire. So it's not just a name; it's who they are as a person and what they can bring, what they're bringing to the organization. Um, and then um, once they're um, um, you know out on the wherever they're located, the different different lo- uh, clinics, then um, they would be assigned to um, have a manager. There'd be a team there that would support them. Um, we do have very structured, um, for example, 90-day assessments. So there's constant communication that should be taking place and does take place. But that just kind of is more of a formalized way where we ask for the employees, new hires feedback. How is it going? What do you think? What, what can we do better? What would you, you know, where do you think you are right now? And, and what would you like to do in the future? And, and of course, the manager does the same thing. And then we also um, do annual reviews as well. So there's a lot of communication that's key. Um, and I think that um, they, uh, you know, should be able to learn a lot, just that, especially that first year. Mm-hmm. Um, but not, but then after that, you know, and I can't speak to that as much, <laughs> but just what I see, I mean, I'm, I'm amazed at the opportunities that are available. Um, 
for growth. Right. I mean, I personally seen so many people that, you know, I onboarded there, there are some that are now managing their right. own clinics because mm-hmm. they're just rock stars right. and they're, but they were given the opportunity. Right. And if you want that, there was just a lot of, for a smaller company, mm-hmm. there really is a lot of uh, room for growth and things that you can learn here. Yeah. On the last podcast, we got to speak to Dustin and he kind of told us his oh, yeah, progression and how he is now managing uh, Montgomery and really doing his niche service with golf fitness. But it's just interesting and also kind of inspiring to know that like he's just started as an employee, just like all of us. And yeah, no, he's a great example, but he's just one example. Yeah. That's, that's one the of beauty many. of it. So, well, you can't spell opportunity without <laughs> OPT. <laughs> wow. That's a new one for everybody. A little, little cheesy, but I like it. Yeah, That's a new one guys. Well, no, but truly we do try to really make it a mission that's to cute. grow and promote from within. Um, you know, we want our um, clinicians and our employees to have opportunities to grow in advance and we do try to put put them in front of situations that allow them to do that, um, and I'll I'll kind of throw a question out here to you, Lisa, and I think I know the answer. But one of the common things I think you hear from staff when you're doing you know interviews or feedback with existing staff, um, can you speak a little bit to some of the comments you hear about the Con Ed program? Oh my gosh, that is always at the top of their list. They love it. Mm-hmm. I've never, and this is the honest answer here. Um, I have never heard a single um, negative comment about Oxford's Con Ed program. It's just always rave reviews. Um, I, I didn't really know much about Con Ed programs in PT, but it sounds like it's just phenomenal. Yeah, and to give a little detail on it, uh, we do have an internal program, and then uh, through attending the internal program, our staff can qualify for using external dollars. Um, but as clinicians, uh, we don't just do the minimum that they need for licensure. If they follow that program, they'll get somewhere in the neighborhood of two or three times the amount that they need for their minimum. So when we look at our clinicians compared to their peers who may be just doing the minimum, all of a sudden when you look two, three, four, five years down the road, a person that's been in our system for five years has 15 years worth of con ed. So that really sets them apart. And I think that's kind of speaking to the point earlier about how folks are able to advance and be one of the rock stars you mentioned. Mm -hmm. I think it's the education that we really put in front of them. Yep. Keeps all of our information and all of our techniques on top. That's right. And they get to, um, I know that some of our physical therapists have gone to the internal con ed and then used those dollars and gone somewhere cool like Nashville with, you know, some of the other clinicians and they, get to learn more and get to go out maybe after. <laughs> <laughs> Allie's always, Allie's, Allie's always looking, looking the at the social. Yes, <laughs> that's my job. <laughs> I appreciate that, Allie. <laughs> <laughs> so where do you see this crazy world of HR going? Uh, there are a lot of things on the table right now. We got the vaccine. We got, you know, changes with that. Give us your crystal ball view of the next yeah you know, six months or year? What does it look like What's in your, your prediction? Yeah, well, I wish I had a crystal ball, but <laughs> I would just say that, I will say this, um, all of us in the HR world are extremely busy, busiest that we've ever been. I've been doing this close to, I'll age myself, but you can't see me, <laughs> um, close to 30 years. Wow. And I've never seen it like this ever, but right. of course we've never had a year like this before. Yeah. 
But I do think that there will be a lot of policy changes. Um, I mean, there's a lot of people scrambling with their handbooks and policies, making sure that everything is COVID friendly, compliant, um, as well as, um, you know, in, in some other organizations, not so much with yours, but with, with the virtual, how do we work around that, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and, and trying to write policies around that. Um, and you know, mental health is another big piece of this, but there's just a lot of, um, I think this just threw everyone for a loop and they're just like, whoa, like, where are we as a company? Um, they want to take care of their employees, um, as much as they can. So it's, it's, I think a lot of it is looking at just all the policies, all of their benefits, (laughs) everything, because, you know, I work in human resources, and I think for the first time ever, I've never seen so many companies that are finally like, oh, you know, we, we really need do this. need to pay attention <laughs> to our people, Yeah, um, if that makes sense. Right, absolutely. Well, the one thing that I can say is, and I've shared, you know, on this podcast how um, I would say challenging um, the pandemic was, but one of the things that I'm really proud of is how we were able to really um, ensure and protect both our patients and our mm-hmm. staff. And, um, you know, thankfully, we've been really blessed that everyone has been safe through this and everyone has, you know, had bumps in the road, but are in a really good place and are, and are healthy and are able to work and do their job. And we're able to help our patients in a safe, effective way. And, um, you know, so much went into that. And so much of it was assistance with Elisa, where we had to institute things in order to be consistent and have those safe standards across the board um, to not only protect our patients, but protect our staff too. And um, so many integral steps along the way. And I know that we'll be leaning on her in the future too. (laughs) Really leaning on our HR for this. So, well, thank you so much for your time. I think we gave people direct access to behind the scenes look. We almost got out without it. (laughs) I know. I got to work it in every episode. So, well, thanks so much for joining us and thanks everyone for tuning in. Make sure you like the episode and uh, subscribe and give us any comments and questions you have. We'll be happy to address them on the next episode. Yeah, thanks so much. Elisa. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was no fun. Problem. Thanks. Absolutely. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening. You can find us online at oxfordphysicaltherapy.com. And you can also find us on our social media pages like Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. Remember, you do not need a doctor's referral to receive physical therapy in the state of Ohio and Kentucky, where we offer double the care for less than half the cost. You can schedule appointments online or stop into any center for a free screen, what we like to call a bee visit. Please write a review, send us a comment or message on our social media platforms, and until next time, keep it moving!